Today Show. The science of... It's called catalytic capital. You can call it catalytic capitalism. It's about taking money and doing good with money. Bill Gates talks about responsible capitalism. He talks about people who have made lots of money like he has, making one of the richest people in the world, and he's made it out of selling quite often incomplete software into a market hungry for updates. Um, and he's done it for, for 30 years, and as a result, has become super rich. And now what he does with most of his time, he and his wife Melinda go around the world taking those spoils of the considerable wealth that has been generated and doing things like fighting malaria and doing lots of good work with it. But that's not catalytic capital. That is the consequence of making lots of money. What is catalytic capital? Well, to answer that question this evening, Dominic Leiber, who's a partner at Leapfrog Investments, define catalytic capital. So I think it's a, it's a great choice of words. And catalytic really is, is, means focused on bringing about some kind of change. And we think it's what we're interested in is bringing about a positive change. Um, and we can talk about what that particular positive change is. Uh, um, yeah, because there are a lot of people in the world and a lot of people in South Africa who see capital, capitalism, yeah. as destructive, as abusive, as manipulative. So if you think about capital, what's distinctive about capital as opposed to the, the money from Bill Gates, for example, that you mentioned? So you can throw money at a problem. But if you can show that by solving the problem, addressing the problem in a real way and having a positive impact that way, you can have a good business that does that, you can attract further capital into that market to bring about further change. So we see that there's a very virtuous cycle, actually, between capital that achieves a positive impact and makes money and in so doing attracts further capital in to bring about further change. It, it's, and, and forgive me for using a tired expression, but it is the principle of teaching somebody to fish rather than providing them with the fish, which is terribly nice for supper, but there's no fish for breakfast. Absolutely. And if you... If you so... To, and to go back a bit, the, the, the positive impact really that, uh, that we're interested in is looking at the couple of billion people that are rising out of poverty around the world. And as they rise out of poverty, there are various things that they need to help them stabilize that movement out. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about the people, the very poorest of the poor. We're talking about the people who are beginning to earn some kind of... Matthew Davies from the BBC and I were just chatting about it now. There is this, this great debate as to what the middle class is, whether it be somebody who spends $2 a day, $5 or $10, but it's somebody with income and disposable income of some description who requires a product or a service. Exactly. So they have some income, they can pay for it, and as, they, as they're emerging, as they're coming out of poverty, it's important to realize that they're still vulnerable. So things can still happen to them that can very easily knock them back into poverty. And that's one of the specific purposes or the tools that LeapFrog was in, uh, created to support um, is to invest in businesses that can provide tools to these people to help them manage those risks. And really, that brings us to things like insurance and other financial services. Aren't you just a tarted up private equity fund? You're you're, you're just a bunch of guys with capital at your disposal looking to go in and invest in businesses and to milk the system for all it's worth. So we absolutely are a private equity fund and we absolutely are interested in generating great returns for our investors. We know and we have demonstrated that we can do that by building businesses and investing in businesses that serve this emerging consumer base and serve it in an ethical and appropriate way with products and services that they really need and that have a positive impact in their lives. Who measures all of that? How do you objectively measure what is good 
for a country, a community, a society. Absolutely. So we actually spent an enormous amount of time developing some field-defining metrics as to how we measure and monitor the kind of positive impact that we're having. We, we think of this in four buckets. So we need to know that we're reaching lots of people. We want our businesses to have scale and reach so that they'll be sustainable and they'll have a large-scale impact. We need to know that they're providing products that have fair fair terms that are affordable, that are understood, that people can actually uh, uh, know how to use, and we measure that. And Would you ever that. have invested, for example, um, yeah. you speak to, I haven't spoken to Leon Kikinis for a bit from African Bank, yeah. but I would go and speak to Leon Kikinis from time to time and say, you micro lenders are all the same. You mm-hmm. charge punitive rates on micro loans, then you sell insurance, and you basically get yeah. people up to their eyeballs in debt. And, it, and he goes, no, this is about short-term finance we help i can tell you about this lady who put her kids through school this lady who put a a room on her house who sublets it now and has an income from it with all the good stories as to how the capital that he was able to provide at a high interest rate was this wonderful catalyst for socio and economic socio-economic change so does african bank then uh, which has now been pilloried as an example of avarice and greed Uh, Would that fit into your parameters? So we specifically were created to invest in financial services beyond credit. So at the time that we we came about, there were already billions of dollars being invested in in credit. And credit has, I I think credit has the the power to do a lot of good things. And credit, you know, can go wrong. That can happen. Insurance in some ways, when we started LeapFrog, was not widely uh, focused on at all. And we are still the world's only uh, uh, investment fund focused specifically on insurance in emerging markets. Now, um, what we uh, and with that focus on the emerging consumer. So, how we go about doing that then is by ensuring that the products that are provided are actually fair value and good value because insurance has just as much scope for abuse as something sure. like uh, like microcredit. Absolutely. i give you an example. There are companies that we invested in where post-investment we reduced premiums on certain products because we were interested in providing better value to customers. Mm. Why does that matter? Why does that help our investors to get even better returns? It's quite simple. If you look at some of the partners that we have, for example, in India, we're invested with the Sriram Group there and the Mahindra so, so, Group. So Sunlam, I think, and oh, Sunlam and Old Mutual are mm. also invested with Sriram and Mahindra, if memory serves. Correct. And uh, Sunlam is invested in the risk carrier and we're invested in the insurance distribution business, the brokerage. Okay. So those businesses are massively trusted well-known, ubiquitously known household names in Mm. India. Why? They've been around the block for decades. They have focused on the emerging consumer and they have a reputation for being reliable, trustworthy, providing good value. The person comes and buys the product because their father had a product from Shriram. And it's for those reasons that doing good business in financial services in these markets, Mm. not screwing the customer, is exactly what will create the brand value and will build value in the business. Where does the capital come from for you as private equity investors to make these investments? So we've raised capital from uh, primarily uh, US and uh, European investors, some Australian pension funds as well. We have some development finance institutions in, but that's uh, less than a a quarter of the funding. And the balance comes from some of the largest 
largest financial service institutions in the world. We have some of the largest insurance companies and reinsurance companies who are invested uh, in the fund. Well, well, what are they trying to achieve? Are they ticking a box in a in, in a sustainability report that requires them to do some fluffy do good stuff in poor places? Yes. Yeah, so there are there are three reasons people invest in Leapfrog. The first is they're interested in the financial returns we generate, which are outsized top quartile private equity returns. So that's the first Twenty percent a year. Plus. Plus, okay. Right? The, second, uh, the second reason they invest is those who really do care about the, the impact side and the purpose side. So they, whether it's on the CSR side or whether they're just interested in investing in businesses that also do something positive. So that's the second bucket. And the third bucket are a, a, a group that are really interested in getting a perspective on the, insu- the development of the insurance markets in these countries that we work in. How much money have you invested so far? So we, we've raised in both funds uh, just over half a billion dollars. And the first fund five, is... Uh, half a billion dollars, uh, 500, that's five billion rand or thereabouts? Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. And uh, the first fund is uh, fully invested and we've made our, our first investment in the second fund um, in India and we're, uh, we're moments away from uh, some other announcements shortly. It's a fascinating world into catalytic capital. Money being used for good. Do you buy the story? Um, do you have your own examples of catalytic capital? Give us a shout on 021-446-0567-011-883-0702. The science of catalytic capitalism, or do you think that capitalism or capital is by its very nature cataclysmic? You talk about having fund one and fund two in simple terms. The first fund is now closed. That is completely invested in insurance companies. Yeah, that's right. So... As I said, we we saw the specific opportunity in insurance that nobody else was focusing on it. And insurance, if it's done right, has a profound positive social impact. I mean, Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, there's Nigeria there, there's Ghana in there. Um, I I look at Latin America and We're in South America and uh, and a couple of investments in India. So our focus markets are Africa, Asia, South Asia and Southeast Asia. Uh, We have a look at Indonesia, Philippines, India, Mm. and then uh, East, West, and Southern Africa. So that's fund one, which has gone primarily to insurance. Fund two, which you've made one investment in, in an insurance company. So fund two is predominantly, uh, will also be majority insurance, but we also can look at broader financial services. So that could extend into banking, payments, um, and those kinds of broader financial services. But you stick in financial services. You don't go into, um, into agriculture, for example, into that sort of sphere which where you could very clearly demonstrate the catalytic nature of the capital so that comes partly again back to what drives our investment model so in the markets that we're going into doing insurance is not a straightforward thing right and there there are a lot of skills that are required to do it and lots of experimentation to understand how to effectively reach this emerging consumer but you're not going into these markets and starting up brand new insurance companies you're buying into existing uh, operations that have got local knowledge, understand the risk metric of a, a Lagos versus an Abuja yeah. versus a Johannesburg. That's right. And most of the insurance companies and financial services businesses in these markets are currently mostly focused on serving the corporate sector or have been the corporate sector and the upper income sector. So individuals the, haven't needed insurance is the view, you know. Yeah, or they just have the, the, the opportunity has not been perceived. So what we go in is we go in and we identify 
businesses that either do have that emerging consumer focus or are interested in going there. And then we can bring the very specific skills to help them do that. Again, think about Mahindra and Sriram, multi-billion dollar businesses. They didn't need our $15 million, right? But what they wanted to do was bring us in for our insurance expertise that would help them build the best-in-class insurance distribution business. And we have a similar story in in, in Nigeria. Don't the Sriram guys ride around on mopeds delivering policies by hand from house to house because the postal system is a bit like South Africa's. Exactly. So so the point is that doing business in this market segment has all its own know-how no. and varies from market to market and requires a lot of smarts and a lot of experimentation. And that's where what we bring is also – that's what makes our, our, our capital catalytic as well. We don't just bring the money. We bring a whole lot of things along with the money that can enable the, the company that we invest in to succeed in that space. How much more catalytic capital do we require? Because it, it sounds almost too good to be true for the cynic in me that says, hold on a second, you're making returns, you said in excess of 20. I'm going to go, you probably make returns of 40% a year. Um, the criticism there, you wave your hand and you say, maybe. Um, for, ca- for capital to be truly catalytic, do you not have to limit the returns you get so that you invest more, so that there is the, the compounding effect of that investment? So. The the returns come from many places. One of the key things that we do and how we generate returns is we build companies in markets that are difficult. So all the strategic insurers, the mm-hmm. large global groups, are interested in Africa. But they look at Africa and they think they're, got to, they're interested in Nigeria. How are they going to pick an entry point? How do they know which is a safe company to invest in there? So another way that, uh, that Profit with Purpose comes together is we work with our companies. We create good governance. We put in place best-in-class governance. We, we help them create good products, good brand, good distribution, and all of those things so that when we have a business that is that is then been through the process, somebody else who is interested in buying that business from us can look at it and will know that this is a safe bet and they will therefore be prepared to pay more for but, it. But that's also part of the evolution, I suppose, of African uh, financial services where you go and you take the risk, you apply the capital and the skills, you yeah. then build a business over with a traditionally private equity money sits for five to seven years. Within seven years, you'll want to exit many of these businesses and move on to the next thing and hopefully make multiples of, of your original investment um, for further investment. Exactly. Right? And so there's a whole lot of uh, uh, catalyzing (laughs) going on there, right? So the first is that we're generating a great return for our investors, which attracts more capital in. So we've seen that our first fund was $135 million. Our second fund is $400 million. (laughs) And we're confident that we can invest that behind businesses that will have a positive impact and generate a good return. How long does it take to invest $400 million? Uh, So that will take place over a couple of years. We look to do a couple of investments each year. We're working across a number of geographies. And, you know, we want to be careful in picking out the right investments. How do you choose the right investment in, in an environment as, 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 as challenging yeah. as, as many African environments are? So a number of factors we look at. We, I mean, we spend a lot of time in market. You've got to get to know the market. You've got to get to know the players. We really 
manage a lot of our risk in, in picking the right partners in market. And in many of these countries, identifying the right partner is really, really a key. Knowing who are the good guys, who, are, who you need to be careful of, um, that's key. And then we've got to look at the business case and how that works and the, the alignment with our values. That's, that's, that's in some ways that chemistry, whether we believe and feel that in their, in their blood this business is interested in the same positive approach that we are, that is, these are the things that will enable us. Have you made investments you regret? No, no, definitely not. So far there have been... So the process that you've applied then has worked for you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We have a great portfolio of, of investments across these markets. Uh, in South Africa, we have an interesting business, All Life, that is uh, providing life insurance to HIV-positive people. It's a, a fantastic positive impact story. Uh, in Nigeria, we've, uh, we've, we've been through a process with a life insurance company there that is now with a very strong partner. Um, that is now really positioned and uh, laid a foundation that that will grow in a market that is totally unserved uh, from an insurance point of view. And we talk about Ebola, we talk about the, the, the risks, we talk about the uncertainties. Uh, when you look at the appetite, mm. investor appetite, first fund $135 million, this fund $400 million, it suggests that there is appetite not for the uh, just for the risk, but for the potential return as well. Absolutely, and that's what makes the capital catalytic: is that it can do something good and generate a good return at the same time. And to do that, we bring our skills, we bring our our, our expertise, and we we package the whole lot together. Dominic Lambert, I thank you for coming in. He's a partner at Leapfrog Investments. It's the science of catalytic capital um and it's a fascinating insight as to how investors around the world you know foreign investors won't like this foreign investors won't like that foreign investors go with this money to be made and if they could also tick the uh, sustainability box or the social responsibility box um so much the better but if they're getting returns of between 30 40 maybe even more percent a year uh, on their investments it's money which uh, then uh, can be reutilized and poured back into the system and perhaps you get this virtuous circle of in, of responsibility Responsible Investing. Dominic uh, Leibert is a partner at Leapfrog Investments.